Welcome to Make Pods Great Again, a very special Father's Day edition. Nikki, how are you? I'm great. Happy Father's Day. I know, right? I had pancakes with the girls this morning. They were lovely. That is so nice. You are like dad goals for real, for real. Yeah, well, you know, you got to keep in mind with my girls, we just sit around and roast people while we're eating and (laughs) tell jokes and it's fun. We had a good time. Those are definitely your kids. For sure. Like for people that don't know, like every interaction I've had with them, they're just like zinging funny things or like roasting a little, like little side comment. And I'm like, oh my God, those are John's kids. Oh yeah. Well, as only Megan can do, she's like, happy Father's Day and happy Father's Day to all the single moms out there. I'm like, hey. I'm like, what? It's like, no, I'm like, That's they your get, kid. I'm like, they get a holiday, baby. We're not, we're not doing that too. So. <laughs> Anyway, well, this is going to be a very special episode. We have my dad on. I am so excited for everyone to hear from Roy. Yeah, I am too. I mean, you know, obviously we're kind of going out of order for our normal uh, podcast here, but because it's Father's Day, it seemed appropriate. And kind of in light of all the CrossFit craziness lately, I really think this is a story people need to hear. Like I listened back to it as I was editing it. And even if he weren't my dad, I'm like, oh, this is kind of sweet. Like, you know, listening to you know, someone in their seventies taking up CrossFit and they're learning to hate the assault bike like the rest of us. Like <laughs> my cheeks hurt when we were recording this episode because I was just smiling so big the entire time because Roy is such a joy. Like I I think everyone this is the episode we all need right now. You're totally right. Like everyone will really love to hear from him. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's great. And it, it, the irony of it uh, kind of leading into this is I was listening back to it. He started talking about how he's been working on mobility, which I just can't support. But mm-hmm. since, since we have a mobility sponsor, mobility movement, I guess we need to talk about that. Um, I'm like, it, it just makes sense on every single level. I'm so thankful to mobility movement for coming on board as our sponsor, because I like just needed the push because I actually really like mobility. I just have to force myself to do it. You really need it. And Roy really, really needs it. <laughs> well, there is that. There yeah. is that. So they they are our sponsor for this episode and for a bunch of episodes so far uh, this quarter. And especially recently for me, it's been so gorgeous out. It's hot. I know hot as hell here on the East Coast, but like I actually like roasting in the sun. I've been running a lot and it's gotten me sore and tight in places that kind of forgot about because I've been avoiding running in the colder months. So there are um, they're stretching sessions, especially for my low back, my hamstrings and my like Achilles and feet and bottom of my leg ish areas has been really, really nice lately. Well, you will love this. Yesterday at the gym, there's a, a member there that's older than me, and I know that's shocking, but he's older than me. <laughs> Are and you he, sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Uh, <laughs> I carbon dated him. Anyway, so he's got, he it was having tennis elbow. And because I've been doing mobility movement, I'm like, hey, let me show you something I've been doing to help my joints. And he was like, oh, where'd you learn this? I'm like, well, you know, I'm a, well, I'm really into mobility now. Don't want to so, brag, but. Don't want to brag, but I've done 10, I've done 10 whole minutes of mobility. It's great. <laughs> It works though. It works. It does work. And, uh, you know, big credit to them. They, they've actually done two things. I think that are really kind of cool right now that people want to hear about before we move on to the podcast. First of all, they've added this at home series that's going to be featured in their, uh, members area of the app. And they're going to continue to just add this over the next few months. It's focused on restoring calm in the central nervous system. You know, right now, I think people are feeling really stressed about everything from, you know, what's going on with the pandemic to, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of social unrest that's that's happening throughout the states. And, you know, it's a really good opportunity for people to reset and, you know, kind of calm their central nervous system. And then on top of that, which is even cooler... Uh, Crystal and the team there in support of the Black Lives Matter movement have committed to donating 50% of all their new membership sign-up revenue during the months of June and July 
to organizations in the U.S. and Canada dedicated to ending racism and supporting oppressed yes. and marginalized people. Yes, so, for mobility movement. Yeah, so I think it's just really cool. Not only are they, you know, invested in our community, but they're actually investing in our local communities. And so that's, mm-hmm. I find that really amazing. So uh, everyone go out, download uh, Mobility Movement app. You can find that on all your app stores. Uh, get signed up. You'll save 25%, by the way, if you use MPGA25. Mm-hmm. at checkout and uh, you can use that on a monthly membership or a six-month membership whichever you prefer so with that off to the show and old roy welcome to make pods great again i'm your host john woolley back again with my bestie nikki nikki how are you i am great how are you doing i am mentally and emotionally exhausted but yep, uh, that. <laughs> but i'm good no it's you know i'm uh back at work we're out of the quarantine so work is back in full swing i'm back uh, full swing in the gym and getting my butt kicked every single day and then we got all this you know craziness going on in the world yeah. of crossfit so it's just you know between the page and work and gym and i'm a little worn out and my hands are all ripped up from a bunch uh-oh. of pull-ups so that's even worse like it's just gross like i hate that I know, but I'm excited because tonight I've been getting just hammered by uh, <laughs> followers saying we need an old Roy update. So here you go. We got him live in person. My dad, old Roy. Welcome to the show, old Roy. Well, thank you very much. I only have one question before we start. Do you and I need to put makeup on top of our heads so it won't be so blinding in <laughs> some, here? Some powder, just getting that <laughs> glare a little bit. I already did. Mine's a little sunburned from mowing the yard this week, so I think I'm good. <laughs> I, I was just I'm talking to be here. I was just talking yeah. to somebody about this today, actually. Well, I saw a coworker and his, he had had a fresh haircut. I'm like, man, look at you with that fade. He's like, yeah, you know, during the quarantine, it was getting really, look like a 12 year old. And, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, did, did I ever show you Matt's haircut? Matt's quarantine cut? The one you did it? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. I'll, I'll have to send you pictures. It like, I was, I was kind of proud of myself because it looked real nice from the front. Like he had a nice little flow, like nice little whatever. And then from the side and the back, it was a little like Friar John. Nice. And like, I don't nice. know how to do a fade. So it was like, he had like the bowl cut basically. <laughs> well, I, I told this kid today, I'm like, this is the first time in probably a decade that I've not been jealous of other people with hair. Cause they all looked like hell for like the last oh, yeah. 60 days. And <laughs> oh, yeah. I was able to keep shaving my head. So I felt good. Yeah. Well, he was a good sport. He didn't care, but well, so a quick update for like, I know we have a lot of new listeners lately, like we've been really kind of picking up steam and there's a lot of people probably that haven't even noticed on the page yet, but O'Roy is semi-internet famous as being a new CrossFitter and throwing down at the gym there in uh, in Tupelo, Mississippi, which is my hometown. Oh, yeah. very famous. I'm like, I'm starstruck right now. Very excited <laughs> to be meeting you finally. I can't believe it's taken this long. Surely you didn't enjoy reading all that foolishness that I write. I'm obsessed with it, as I think a lot of John's <laughs> followers are. It's mostly true. Now, of course, I embellish a good bit, but uh, it's pretty true, most of it. Well, I'm going to go with all true. I'm just going to believe it all. It's mostly <laughs> true. I think it's mostly true. I mean, you know, what's been interesting to me uh following dad's CrossFit journey is how quickly you've assimilated to hating all the same things the rest of us hate, like the, <laughs> like the assault bike and running. And it's like, it's nice to know that it's universal, whether you're in your seventies, forties, thirties or twenties. So, oh, yeah. so that's good to know for sure. So. so I am just, I am made of questions right now. I'll answer. Roy. Can I like, can I just take over John? You know, yeah, everything yeah. about your dad already. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I've already laid down the law with him that this is a fully editable podcast and that whatever he says, I can rearrange to make me sound better. So, yeah, have, go ahead. Say what you want. I'll, I'll interject. So, yeah. I, I can Keep actually fine. say pretty well anything I want. You'll just cut it out. I will, much, yeah. I'll, I'll cut out the offensive parts for sure. And <laughs> anything that's too revealing about me, I'll cut out. So, otherwise, Ooh, I have John's. Okay. Wait, is that John behind you in that picture? It is, John. <gasps> this was John's room. I, um, we're in your room. My wife has made a, a study out of it. Oh, it's and not your room the walls, anymore. The walls you can't say over here, pictures everywhere. But Aww. that's John. That's sweet John back there. And I told him I was going to tell. Right over here is the wall there. He put his head through it one time. He oh. and his sister were here. Had a party while we were gone. Somewhere. I don't remember this at all. This is oh. not how it happened. Yeah, it probably hurt your head too much. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> You I am, got busted for a house party and you put your head. No, 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 no. There was no party, and I'm sticking with that story to my deathbed. The other, the other <laughs> thing, it, before you start asking questions, you notice that I have a southern drawl. I talk for a little bit slow. Notice that. And uh, John may have to translate on some of that stuff that I. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> well, English is my second language, so you know I'll just uh, I'll slow down. Must the range, be mine, try to yeah. process. <laughs> Well, I think my my very first question for you, Roy, sort of comes on the heels of a lot of craziness in the CrossFit community lately, a lot of shakeups on the headquarters side of things, and it's been complicated trying to figure out who's running the company, what do they stand for, and, and you know what what do the affiliates need to do like logistically to be a part of it or not. So all those conversations have been difficult and heavy, and I think that they have on some level, made us forget about the magic that happens every day, day in and day out, just in the gyms and in the affiliates. And so I just wanted to ask you to sort of remind us by giving us your your experience, like tell us about your experience recently, because you're in the swing of things now, but you're still a relatively new CrossFitter. So just kind of like overall, how has getting into this sport of CrossFit affected you in your life so far? I've been doing this now uh, nine and a half months. Mm-hmm. When I uh, I got into it, John tried to get me into it a year and a half ago, and uh, I was overweight. But I it takes time to do the thing. I have other hobbies, okay. uh, including beagles. I have beagles. Oh, that's uh, right. Hunting beagles. Hunting. I don't hunt, but I field trial with them. But anyhow, I I got uh, to feeling bad. I thought, frankly. Uh, I thought maybe I had heart issues, and I've never been sick in my life. So I have a friend who's a cardiologist, and uh, he ran tests, determined that wasn't it. And uh, but I had a thyroid issue, and they did surgery and took half my thyroid out, mm. and it weakened my right side a good bit. So I remembered that John had loved going to the uh, CrossFit R2F up here, and the folks that owned it, and and they're very nice. Hmm. And uh, I finally decided to go. I really did not have a clue what I was getting into. I knew he'd been doing it a long time. Uh, one of the things I believe I wrote about, I walked in that first day, and there were folks everywhere in there doing different things and some devices that I thought were like torture. <laughs> you weren't wrong. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that one it. Uh, I noticed immediately was the thing that's got rollers on it. I still don't know the name of it because I'm not climbing on the blame thing. What is it? That's it's got rollers. Not- you get on it and do back bends. Oh, the GHD. 
That's, that's it, yeah. Okay, okay. And I hate, I, you're not going to take a great big guy to get me on that. Got you. So, uh, they have a first, I told them I wanted to try it. So, they were willing to give me a free week. And they did nothing. I mean, I didn't have to do anything. That's, of course, they weren't drafting my account yet, I guess. But I got the free week, and I enjoyed it. And these folks were wonderful, uh, the folks that own it. And got into the second week and uh, third week, and frankly, it liked to kill me. I, I remember waking up one morning, and I thought I was paralyzed. I lay there for a minute. <laughs> Every thing in my body hurt. I couldn't figure out how I was going to get out of bed. And uh, I finally rocked back and forth long enough to kind of drop one foot on the floor, and I managed to stand up. But after the first two or three weeks, it started getting better and better and better. I couldn't do five push-ups uh, or sit-ups when I first started. The other night, I did 110. Come and on. 100 and uh, uh, along with a lot of other stuff. So uh, it's really come on for me. I've lost about almost 50 pounds. Wow. Uh, I'm ranging right now from 214 to 218 in that range. Um I've lost a world of inches, a lot of inches, <laughs> and uh, my strength is coming, including on this right side, which I was pleased to know. It's still my right side, still weaker than the other one, but and I'm not doing tremendous weights like John can do. But I did. Oh, did, like John can thank do. You. I, thank I, you. Thank you very much. I did lift. I did dead yeah. lifts the other night, and I did uh, 205 pounds. Which oh, was, uh, Roy, look at uh, you! And uh, then right after I got through doing that, we had uh, snatches at 75 pounds, and if I remember right, I did 110 of those. Whoa! And I mean, 110, no and 110, 110 sit-ups, alternating, of course. 2018, 16, 14, back and mm. forth. So to be 75 years old like I am, I think I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, uh, I would say so. My knees have gotten better. Actually, the pandemic came and the gym closed. And I was just beginning to really do well. And uh, the folks there let us bring some equipment home. Of course, I couldn't bring home the big equipment. You know, I wanted to bring an assault back home. Lord, I really begged him for that. But is assault listening? We need to send Olroy an assault bike <laughs> yeah, to his home. Yeah. Yep. So I brought home a couple of twenty-five pound dumbbells, and I already had a thirty-five pound here. So I started walking. I hadn't been walking at all. I couldn't run really because my knee, right knee especially, was giving some issues. But over the two months, I picked it up, picked it up, and there. At the end of yesterday, for instance, actually this morning, I knew I couldn't work out this evening. So this morning, I walked uh, 5,000 meters. Oh. Uh, and I've been doing that anywhere from 2,400 to 4,800 meters every day and then go work out in the, at night. So, Double uh, sessions. Well, yeah, I walk early and then I do the workouts at 530 in the evening. Um and it's been it's been great. Uh, this week, uh, actually, I guess last week, I only worked out three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and did a bunch of lifts. And uh, I'm glad I took two days off because my <laughs> forearm and muscle uh, biceps on both arms, uh, they were 
they hurt so bad, but I had oh, done yeah. a lot of lifts and uh, took three days for them to get over it. So, that's what but happens I rec- when you do hundred snatches at friggin' that's, that almost destroyed me. I'll have oh, to yeah. <laughs> but it's it's been well. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I said these folks are very nice. Um, yeah, but- I I really like talking to you about this stuff. And I really love hearing your experiences, your recent experiences, because I think to me, it it brings me back to a place that is sometimes hard to remember, right? Because I've been crossfitting for so long, John, too, a lot of our listeners are in the same boat that like, you know, the magic of the gym for me now is that I'm used to it and it clears my head and I see my friends and I'm in a routine and that's very important to me. The magic of the gym for me when I was still less than a year in was kind of what you're saying in that like you're finding strength that you didn't have before and that's really exciting and you're, you know, you're losing weight if that's your goal, then that's really exciting. And, and, I think I forget the times when I was so sore that I couldn't function. I mean, and and I forget what kept me coming because there's something special about it and I, I can't quite put my finger on it. But what do you think it was for you that morning that you could not, you thought you were paralyzed. You couldn't get yourself out of bed, but you <laughs> went back. Like, why? Why did you stick with it? I want to remember. Uh, well, I'm hard-headed. Very yeah, hard-headed. Right. <laughs> And when I was younger, I was an athlete. I enjoyed playing. I played baseball, including in college. And a lot after that, even after my wife and I were married, I played in a league up in South Tennessee. And so I've always been coached. And uh, I've always uh, had endurance and the things that go with that. And so as I began this uh, journey, I guess, uh, I really wanted to get back. I can't get my youth back, but I don't like not feeling good. Mm-hmm. I like being healthy. I like being strong. I've always been strong. And uh, as I got on into it and I began to, I knew it would take me a long time. I'm not 30 again, you know. And uh, as I kept doing it and kept doing it, I got uh, actually stronger. And they were very encouraging up there. And I, I told them up front, there's some things I can't do. And frankly, I'm not going to do it. I'm 75 years old. And you can't make me kind of a deal. <laughs> Put my foot down. And they believe me, you know. Okay. So uh, they started me at a range that I could do. And I I think they pushed it real close to killing me a time or two. <laughs> and I kept, there's a bell hanging on the wall. They said it was for people that uh, hit personal best, but I believe it was called an ambulance or something for me at time of time because it really, I struggled on, on some things. Yeah, I still can't do a, I still can't do a pull up, but last, last night, uh, the last thing we did was, um, ski ergs and, uh, wall balls, uh, starting at 25 calories on the ski erg, 25 on the wall ball, 15, uh, 20, 15, 10, 5, etc. Well, I did those in 11 minutes and 13 seconds. Dang. I did, uh, what's that, 75 each in 11 minutes and 13 seconds. And, you know, that's not bad for me. Uh, I, I thought that's that was pretty darn fast. good. So, it, you know, it's, it's sort of prideful uh, in a sense to 
say, look at me, I can do that. But, you know, it's, it is. I, f- I feel good about it. I really feel good about it. And I like waking up in the mornings now. I get up every day at 4.30, 5 o'clock because I've done that most of my life. And uh, uh, this morning I intended to go take two of my beagles out and chase a rabbit. But it's uh, a tropical depression coming through and 20-mile-an-hour winds. So I didn't do it. So I walked instead. So uh, just get out and do. That's the important thing, I think. I think you missed the memo. We're not supposed to like cardio. Crossroads don't. We don't like cardio. Yes, no cardio. <laughs> no, that's great. That's incredible. I think we all we all started saying there's there's something I can and can't do, and you can't make me. And I think probably the longer you stick with it, the more those barriers will break down. If it makes you feel any better, it took me a whole year, twelve whole months, working every single day to do one pull up. So you got plenty of time. Yeah, I still have not done a <laughs> legitimate pull-up. Yeah, that's a goal that I have, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do. I'm going to get there. I, you absolutely you know, I, are. To do that, you got to be able to lift a lot of weight because I've still got 215 pounds. I got to figure out how to get up high. Yep. And uh, I'm going to get there. I'm hard-headed, so I promise you, I'll get there. I might be 80 when I do it, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get there. If I can do it, anyone can do it. That's for sure. Is it um, is it weird having like a famous meme lord son uh-huh. in the CrossFit space? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody knew who he was when I went to the uh, gym. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how they viewed me when I walked up, but uh, they were very they were exceptionally nice to me, so they must have liked him. Uh, <laughs> I get a I've had. People all over the world want to be my friend on Facebook. I, I have an IG account, but I don't know how to use it. So I'll have to get <laughs> one of my grandsons my to show me. favorite conversation that I've ever had with any guest on this <laughs> so, entire show. <laughs> so I do have Facebook, and I've been doing it a long time. I, uh, uh, I have a friend in uh, Africa that he and I text a lot. I have a friend in Chicago that she and I have bagels and we text a lot. I've got a lady friend in France that thinks I'm precious, but I don't talk about that to my wife. Right. No, so, not. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> and all these people you've, have you connected with a bunch of people like because of CrossFit through CrossFit? Absolutely. And because of the stories, mostly the yeah. stories I've written and put on Facebook. Uh, of course I write, about CrossFit, I have been doing that once a month for eight or nine months on my Facebook page. But I write other stories that are oh. silly stories, but they're a lot of them part of my life, you know. And uh, uh, I try to keep it fun, humorous, some, um, and you can read some seriousness in it, even on CrossFit, how tough it is. But I try to make it fun too. So, uh, I enjoy it, in other words. You know, Dad, speaking of stories, uh, we had someone on the show a couple weeks ago from Tennessee, and I briefly told Nikki the story about how you died as a baby and Mamma brought you back by holding you over the fire. So I think you need to tell Nikki <laughs> the story. Please tell the story. <laughs> she needs the full story. I can't we, do it we justice. Were, we were very poor, and uh, we lived in extreme. I was born in an extremely rural part of Mississippi. Okay. Mississippi is rural all over it. But it's extremely rural in 1944 when I was born. Uh, there weren't any doctors for 
50 miles probably and uh, every road was dirt nobody had cars i mean it was just it was tough mm-hmm. and uh mama my mama told me that when i was about five or six months old that i had turned blue that i had uh, they had me dead and uh laid out on a kitchen table actually and one of my great aunts uh told my daddy to run up and get a neighbor's uh wife to come down there she had experience with about eight or nine babies i think and she came down and uh they greased me down with lard wrapped me in a blanket and uh gave me uh i believe she said sassafras tea sassafras is a root uh off a tree grown over here probably everywhere and some sassafras tea and helped me over the fireplace and uh, i started coughing and was okay so they had that's a story that's a true story by the way uh, uh no doctors to get so wait that's probably I, what's I, you know that might be what's wrong with me, right i think i need to unpack what i just heard so the they had you they had this baby laid out on this table they had cute, you, they, they were, it died. this this baby died that's right period me me you died and they were like all right well this Someone go get something. I, I turned blue. I had turned blue all yes. over and couldn't, wasn't breathing. That they yeah, could yeah. tell. I found them in breathing, but they couldn't tell. It. And uh, I'm sure it was a form of, uh, uh, I don't know what, hives maybe okay. or something. They something. closed up uh, airway. Oh, some sort of like allergic reaction you had to something and bound whatever. Who knows what it was that and I, I did it? I promise you the world is way better off that I lived. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank goodness we have John. <laughs> yes, you wouldn't right? have yes, There you go. Yes. Come on. That's I would love true. to That's know true. if there's like a doctor or nurse or someone with experience listening to this podcast right now, please tell us what you're in your professional experience. What I never, did, I never did go to the doctor. Didn't have to go to the doctor. Huh. So, the, the healing powers of sassafras tea. It was like wonderful. Yeah. Sassafras so is something that only Southerners say. It's a word and a concept that I know nothing of in <laughs> Yes. Yep. There's a lot of stuff Southerners <laughs> say that are hard to grasp. <laughs> That's funny. So, do you, because I feel like now that, you know, we've been reading your stories and, and obviously, you know, John's platform is, quite large i'm i'm a little bit wondering like who's the bigger crossfit celebrity between the two of you <laughs> I would kind of, it's up in the air to me i it's don't know de- it's definitely I, him right i can't i can't keep up with john he probably got the fastest thumbs in the world ain't that to, the truth to be able to reply to people and, and uh-huh. do that it's it's fascinating to me that he i know he's a smart uh, wait a minute, that, your lady that he's a smart person. I'm smart as half a word in his case, but he's he, he's he's a smart person that can come up with quick things. It's interesting. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, we don't we don't edit curse words on here, Dad. Nikki, oh, well, he's a smart ass. Yeah, there maybe you go. That's what okay. I meant. So, there you go. Really good. I'm trying not to offend people. Do you know if I could curse in front of your dad? Oh no! Trust me, he's invented all those words. You're good. Uh, I know. So. Okay, great, great. I feel much more comfortable now. Um, no, I totally agree. I'm constantly in awe of how fast 
John not only like thinks of things and, you know, like the memes are on point and they're fast. You want me to tell like, you stuff about him? I can tell you a lot about John. Oh, hell yeah. I want you to tell me. John was one of the most, <laughs> he was one of the most independent young men. One time and when he was about 15, if I remember right, he was playing for a band, uh, Southern uh, Gospel, but it was a rock gospel band. And uh, they had gone somewhere, I believe it was Missouri. And I got a call on Sunday. His car had broke down. And he was 15 years old. And every, all the rest of them left him and came home. And he told me he'd get his car fixed and he'd be home the next day. And he did. So I didn't have to go get him or anything. He handled it himself. Damn. So he's he's a really independent. Uh, and that's good. That's a good thing. All my kids Absolutely. are. Absolutely. I also have two girls. Oh, that's uh, right. They're very independent. I'm proud of it. Now, John loves to impart words of wisdom. I, I lovingly refer to as strong dad advice. Uh, uh, and I'm assuming that a lot of that has trickled down from you. Do you know what are the sort of like uh, the smart dad knowledge bombs that you've given to him mm-hmm. that he's, you know, gone ahead and passed on to his kids and also uh, to everyone who's listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, he's, he, uh, he may have learned a good bit from me, but, uh, I feel comfortable that he has, uh, developed a lot of his personality on his own, which is a, uh, good thing. He, uh, he listens, uh, never, he wasn't much trouble at all. He hated, I don't know, he didn't. I almost said he hated school, but his older sister was uh, uh, like a 4.0 kid, uh, jump grades. And what he always said was his diploma would look just like hers when he got out of school. And he was right, you know, so it didn't hold him back at all. (laughs) And uh, so he's gone on and and got into a world, this world, which is unique, I think. So, yeah, I'm proud of it. I'm glad he's got you to help him out. Well, yeah, she, just, she's the talent. We've, we've said that for a long time. She's, no. the, she's the talent. I just bring on, I just bring the crowds. I bring the rowdy people and then she <laughs> imparts wisdom on them. That's all we do. Team <laughs> effort. Team yep. effort for sure. That's our formula. So Roy, I think everyone who's been crossfitting for a decent amount of time, and now you're sort of like approaching that one year mark, nine and a half months in, everyone forms their lists, right? They're like my favorite things to do and my things that if I never had to do them again, it would be too soon. And I don't, I don't mean like we all hate the assault bike, but like I, you know, I still like don't mind that it's like incorporated into some workouts sometimes. What are the things that you love and if you could do for every wad you'd pick this movement and what are the things that you're like i never ever ever want to see another burpee ever again for real uh, while i was uh away from the gym for the last two months i realized that i like the rowing machine mm-hmm. i love rowing it's cardio from toenails to your hair you know <laughs> and uh matter of fact i've been there about a month uh at crossfit and um uh, I, maybe on Friday night they have a you can do pretty well as you please. And when I got there that Friday night, there was on the board stuff I didn't want to do. And I told her that. I Chrissy, I said, I don't want to do that. I'd rather do something else. She said, Well, I tell you what, come over here and get on the rowing machine and we'll let you do two thousand meters. And I'd been there about a month. And frankly, I didn't know whether I could do two thousand meters or not. Mm-hmm. And I got over about a thousand of it. 
and I, I felt sure I was fixing to pass out. <laughs> and, and but as I went on through it and worked on through it, it was kind of like back when I played ball. You know, you get to a point where you just work on through it, boys. It's just a grind. And I yeah. did. And when I got over to fifteen hundred, uh, I knew I was going to be able to do it. So. I like it probably better than anything. The hardest thing for me, what do they call them? The devil's press. Oh, where you got two uh, dumbbells and you do a burpee or something out of the thing and then put them over your head. I don't know the name of anything. I just like a trained monkey. I go do whatever they tell me. No, you're right. Those are devil presses and they are the worst. It's extremely difficult. Now I told you I haven't done a pull up yet, but uh, I'm getting closer. I think. Uh, the weightlifting, I can't do a tremendous amount, but uh, not like some of the boys can lift 400 pounds. I'm never going to do that. I'm on. I'm. I, if I were to guess how much I'd do at my age, it's potentially I could get between 250 and 300. Probably. I'm on guess because I'm still pretty strong. But now, I'm, as I get older, that may change. You know. So. Uh, there's really not a, many things that I, I I wasn't running at all early on because my knees were so blame bad. But when I started walking, all this stuff, they have my knees are great. Even the right one that was giving me trouble uh, has loosened up, and I feel good with it. And uh, I ran a thousand meters the other night in a uh, workout. So, you. so you know, it's getting better. Everything's getting better. Okay, yeah. I, just, I just like to say out loud, I can't endorse his endorsement of mobility that he's talking about here. I just, I can't support that. Just, oh. just I, I can't, I can't support having good joints. I just, you know me. Oh. Yeah, no. I get it. I get it. I, I bet losing all that weight helped your knees too, though, to be honest. Oh, I like, guarantee you it did. Yeah, I, I feel great. I, I've dropped down to, I wear uh, 38 waist pants <laughs> and uh, some of those are loose. And uh, I got on a pair of shorts now that are fit great. And I still think I look pretty darn good in blue jeans, to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. My, butt's getting, my butt's getting cute, I think. But that may just be me. I No, I guarantee it's not just you. <laughs> I don't I've even lost want, to, all I this, don't want to think about the, it. I tell you, done. I've lost all this blame weight. I've got all these muscles now that I didn't have. <clears throat> and still, when I... We get ready to go to bed. Beverly's still making me put a mask on, and it's not even in the pandemic time. What am I going to do about that? Has Brad Pitt face on the mask? Are you going shirtless in the workout yet? Have you started ripping uh, your shirt? No, off? and I oh. don't anticipate doing that. But uh, I went through this period where I had so much loose skin. I told you I needed a cross my heart brazier on there for a while, mm-hmm. but I finally got enough muscle to where I've sort of jacked them back up reasonably well. There you go. And, uh, you know, so you still have some of those issues. Um, it's getting, even that's getting better, though, I, I think, because I am getting a little bit of muscle. I still got some loose skin, though. So I'm, we, I'm could reach out to, uh, we could reach out to Under Armour and get you an infinity bra. That'd be okay. <laughs> because, <laughs> you, you know, it stops the movement. All directions. Yes, All directions. I remember. <laughs> oh, I, I got you. Well, I got on an under. I started wearing my CrossFit shirt, and then I didn't know how controversial that was with y'all now. So I wore an Under Armour shirt that I bought at Walmart, and I have to brag on Under Armour. They sent me a pair of new shoes. Oh, so, they did. Oh, they're nice too. Yeah, that's being an internet star is lucrative sometimes. 
That's right. The hashtag yeah. influencer. That so, was really nice of them. I will say that um, mm-hmm. Under Armour also sent just recently sent um, a pair of new Tri-Basering twos for my husband. They're just so kind. Like they are so kind over Nikki, there. And that's I'm, what I got. Tri-Bay. Let me tell you what he did. All right. So Under Armour messaged me and they're like, hey, can we send your dad a pair of shoes? Because we're really excited about his journey. He's doing so great working yeah. out. And I'm like, sure, send him a pair. He'd love that. I sent him a size, you know. And so I text dad. I'm like, do me a favor take a picture in the shoes. Cause I need to pay back <laughs> under armor by showing a photo of you wearing yeah, them. Of course. And so that afternoon I get a photo of dad at CrossFit with four women at CrossFit. None of which are my mother. I might add. <laughs> and dad said there was arm around four women wearing the under armor. Pretty shoes. Good looking women, I'm well. like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> well, you know? he's a stud. He's a stud yes. at the gym. This is the only gym, Nikki. Like I, I, I mean, I got a little bit of an ego. I'll admit it. I have a little okay. bit of an ego. Okay. And I, I'm used to going to CrossFit gyms and being treated like a celebrity. I get, okay. you, get it. you get all diva-like. You get used to it, right? <laughs> and now when I go to Rise to Fitness CrossFit in Tupelo, they act just like I'm just some schlub off the street. But when dad walks in, he's like the mayor just arrived. <laughs> You know, they don't give a rat's ass about me, but they're like, Roy, what's going Roy on? Here. Yeah, Who are was, you again? Yeah, they don't care about guy? me. Yeah. I was struggling so bad one night. I still remember I, it was an awful workout. Everybody else was through, and I was still over there just working away and about to die. And two or three of them came up around me and said, You can do it, Roy. You can do it. And I was about to have a heart attack. And they stayed right with me until I got through. So, yeah, I appreciate them. I really do. It was very nice of them. Do you guys have uh, much of a community there? Like, do you have friends that you see at the class time that you go to? We had a, uh, a, a death in our family not too long ago. And Chrissy, who's the uh, one of the owners, spent the day with my family. Uh mm showed more heart than you can imagine. I will always appreciate that. So yes, these are good people, real good people. Oh, I like could cry. Well, don't start <laughs> crying. But we, no, Chrissy, no Chrissy crying. was on Chrissy was on the show actually, Nikki. So you know, PN pre Nikki. Yeah, she she oh, told me that she told it. me that she was on a podcast. She she was like maybe if anybody wants to go back and listen to her, she was actually brilliant. So um Chrissy who runs this rise to fitness CrossFit is also a registered nurse. Oh, cool. And I want to say it was like episode seven or eight. It was like really early on. And, you know, we're like, this will be, you know, in the nineties by the time we release this. Um, but she spent a lot of time on that episode talking about how she's helped people reverse type two diabetes and so cool. people fight, you know, fighting weight battles and like, you know, a lot of similar stories to what you've heard here. Like she's really, really passionate about people's health, which is part of why I recommended them to dad. And I told her like the kind of the funny part we didn't mention here is like, I went to her and said, Hey, my, I know my dad's going to come to you eventually. Do not kill him. That's exactly what I told her. I'm like, well, look, he, he said he was hard headed and stubborn and I, I have the exact same trait. I was telling this to Mira last night that, uh, you know, the, the trait that is being passed down from my dad to me, to my daughters is that whenever you give us a, uh, a project or something, we just like do it until we get really good at it. There's just like mm-hmm. no stopping. Like you can probably see that on my Instagram page. So I post 12 times a day, right? Well, I knew if he went, he'd be trying to do rope climbs like week one, you know, it's like, 
Like he's just like, he's going to, if he's going to do CrossFit, he's going to make the games eventually, you know, like that's just the way he's wired. And so I've literally told her, you can't let him kill himself. He still thinks he's a high school and college baseball player and he's not like, you got to get him back in shape, you know? And to her credit, like, you know, they are really terrific coaches. Um, They prescribe, you know, subscribe to the same theory. I do that you scale to the individual, not to the workout, Mm -hmm. you know, and and they do a really, really good job of that. Like in, in the times that I've witnessed them coaching dad and other people, you know, they, they have their program workout, but then they take into account who they're talking to. And, you know, so instead of having somebody do like, as an example, you know, when dad started, instead of having him do single under jump rope, cause he couldn't do it at the time, you know, it's like, all right, you know, jump on this 10 pound plate or jump mm-hmm. in place and then, you know, working him up to single unders and then, you know, eventually progressing and, and I just, I really appreciated that with them and, and how they work. And, and they're, you know, like most gyms, a really, really tight knit community, you know, yeah. um, and an amazing yes, facility, an amazing facility. Like it's like top notch. It's a really amazing. So big yeah, I've been tickled, tickled to death with, uh, with the facility, the people, people are wonderful. People that go there, wonderful living. Yeah. actually got three or four nurses, I think as a part of their deal it's always important since i'm old as i am that need to be nurses around <laughs> i'm probably I'm, I'm on guess i'm 35 years older than anybody in the might be a little less than that one or two but uh i think i won't say that i was an experiment when i those i started but they didn't really know how much man my age could do and frankly all 75 year olds aren't equal you know right. but uh i could do a lot more i think than they thought and uh i hope that it's impressed them that uh i can do a little bit more than even now than they thought i'd ever get to so but i'm gonna go farther oh of course I, you are. i'm still gonna do a dead blame pull up actually i'm on 10 or 15 of them i have no doubt i have zero doubt in my mind Scott told me, he said, we better have a camera ready because when you do your first muscle up, it needs to be on film. And mm-hmm. I'll do that sooner or later. Absolutely, you will. Oh, Sweet. my God. Duh. If, I, if I get videos, you attempt to muscle ups, I'm going to be pissed off because they're hard. They're dangerous. So uh, I'm going to do one. All right. I, I may not do but one. and I'm going to do one sooner or later. Uh, truthfully, I won't be surprised. I, will not, I won't be surprised. <laughs> well, for, you know, just to give you a point of reference, it took me. Seven years to get a ring muscle up. It took me four years to get a bar muscle up. So that's that's your that's your standard to set. So get one in less time than that, and then you'll have bragging rights. I'm so. going to. Well, it's like I'm going. I, I need to lose ten more pounds, which I I feel like I'll lose ten more pounds. It might take me six more months or eight more months. But oh my god, if guys I are lose, so dumb. I'm going to lose ten pounds. Can take me six months, boys. <laughs> Well, in nine months, in nine years. months, nine months, I lost fifty. So I surely in awesome. six That's more, wild. I can lose uh, ten. I, if I can get down around two hundred and five, when I was uh, when Beverly and I got married, I weighed two hundred and five pounds, but I was in shape at that point in my life. So if I can get back down to two hundred and five and in fair shape, I'll be uh, have set a goal that will be remarkable. I think so. That's cool. Have have you found that getting to CrossFit and starting to feel better? I mean, albeit very sore in the beginning, but starting to feel better and starting to see changes and set goals. 
has that sort of bled into other parts of your life? Like I know from John that, you know, your nutrition has also obviously improved greatly, but have you seen other effects like mentally, physically, and how you act and how you think? Physically, yes. I've always been happy. I've always been positive. Uh, Hard-headed and positive are pretty well the same thing in my world. I tell you the way I've always been, and it's uh, it's blessed me. I am a whole lot like my mother. My mother was a happy person. She never let she, she didn't look back on yesterday at all. Mm. She looked. She took care of now and looked into the future. She never. She could have something bad happen to her, and she didn't look back on it. She fired ahead, you know. So every day, if I get up and I'm sore and I can't move. I set my feet on the floor and I may sit there a minute or two until I tell myself that it's time to get your tail up, get on the road and, and do. So that's what I do every day. And so I I don't have too many times in my life that I'm not generally happy. I'm married to a wonderful woman, uh, have three great kids, had a good life, uh, very few things in my life that I regret. and. Uh, I do have some, but not many. And I'm expecting to live another 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get to 75, you just, uh, you know, stuff happens. So I'm going to do it happily, I hope, uh, right on out to the end. So, yes, I, I, that's generally my philosophy. Be happy every day. I love it. There's a lot of good folks in the world. Uh, smile at them when you see them. I feel like this is like the conversation I needed right now. Is it? You feel better about your life now? I just feel better. I just feel like we, you know, it's easy to get, there's, there's change afoot and change is necessary. And a lot of what's been going on lately in the world has been like, you know, just heavy and, and easy to get, easy to get depressed. Yeah, it is. It's easy to, to sort of just let it bog you down. People forget there are good folks everywhere. I heard my oldest daughter, who's hard-headed as John, <laughs> told me one day they, they're a military family. Her husband's a lieutenant colonel, retired, but uh, they lived in a lot of places. And everywhere they went, she said, there are good people everywhere. You just got to meet them. And they, that's what they did. And they mm-hmm. still do that. So I, I get, uh, if I was ever going to be discouraged, my state, Mississippi, is in the deep south. And we've had a lot of negative uh uh, things said about our state, but frankly, we are doing wonderful. Uh, state has come on as quickly as I've ever seen in our part of the state, which is people of, uh, hill country, uh, heavy industrial, uh, part of the state. Uh, people make good livings. Uh, uh, they're happy, live well together. Uh, not much turmoil at all in our part of the world. Uh, I happen to live in a community here that's my street's dead end, makes a little U and goes back to another one. But on this street, because we had Toyota build a great big car plant up the road, I have two or three Japanese families that live right here around me. I got two or three uh, African-American families that live right here around me. We all walk up and down the road and speak to each other uh, generally every day. And uh, it's just pleasant, pleasant part of the world to live in. And so no reason why you shouldn't be happy. 
Yeah. John tells me you're from Rhode Island. I've never been to Rhode Island. Uh, yes, yes. I, I grew up in Boston and stayed in New England my whole life. And Edward, the only thing I know about Rhode Island is in the movie Author. Uh, he talked about it. It was so small you could carpet it. Is that what I remember? <laughs> <laughs> very big. It's so, so small you could carpet it. Carpet That's totally it. Yes, it's true. very small. If it's something like that, so yes, anyway. it is tiny. You can drive basically <laughs> from the top to the bottom in like less than two hours. Yeah, yeah, little little. But you That's know, you become. the only difference, I think, between people in the south, people in the northeast or west, is we have a little different accent occasionally. Oh yeah. Do you guys know that I I had to lose my accent in school like in, in college when I, when I went to school for broadcast journalism because I was a I was a tv news reporter and anchor for a long time oh in past cool. life and I had to take like a dialect course in college to get rid of any Boston accent that I had lingering gotcha. <laughs> yeah that's that's cool I would imagine a lot of people from the south have to do that same thing to get mm-hmm. away from well, I basically, got, I basically got rid of my accent. I mean, I'm in banking. Nobody wants a banker that says, y'all, some mutual funds. Uh, you, I think it's cute. You, you, you pretty well have gotten rid of all of it. But you've lived in Cleveland now for, what, 78, 20 years? 20 years, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, long time. Longer than I moved here in 95. Yeah, I've been here yeah. like 25 yeah. years. Long yeah. time. Yeah, you, I like you, Cleveland, by the way. It's a really neat town. Yeah. City. Really neat city. Yeah, you can't. People are famous People are famous for being the birthplace of Elvis Presley, by the way. We have a museum, a park. Uh, he was born over here on the east side of town. Um, uh, lived here till he was probably 13 or 14, moved to Memphis where he became famous. But uh, mm-hmm. a lot of Elvis stuff around this town. I had no idea. Of, yeah. I didn't know this. All the Elvis stuff. No. Oh, you didn't. I, I, I always said growing up, this is the no BS thing. I used to tell my friends, eventually you'd pull into Tupelo and it's going to say birthplace of Elvis Presley and John Woolley. And I haven't achieved it yet. <laughs> okay. I've, I've okay. not achieved it yet, but eventually when my meme millions come in, the meme millions, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to build that sign. Just wait. Maybe, maybe it'll say Roy Woolley internet star. <gasps> it might. It'll that. It Probably might. Before it says John Woolley. It'll say Roy Woolley. <laughs> Oh. If you'd start using that Instagram handle, you'd absolutely. No, you're not on Instagram. I yeah. am on Instagram. I just don't know how to use it. He hasn't, done any, he hasn't done any posts because he doesn't know how to use it. Roy 1105. I'm, I'm ready. I'm editing that out. Jeez. No, leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Roy, that you can post on Instagram and Facebook at the same time. Well, I know that, but I just don't know how. So I'm going to figure out how to do that. Well, John, you got to get down there and you got to, you got to train them up. I'm going in a few weeks. I'm going to, I'm going to go soon. There you go. My, my baby <laughs> sister's there. She could do it. Like she's yeah, the all smartest my grandkids one of all of can. us. Everybody here can do it for me. And I hadn't, I'm too busy. I play on my bagels. Oh, that's right. That's so right. You can come down and run rabbits with me. We have, I want a field trial this weekend with one of my dogs. He's been in three trials and won all three of them. So I've no. got one, one pretty darn good. You know that I was probably put on this earth to be with dogs. I ah. think it might be my purpose, really, oh. honestly. So oh. I'm totally down to run rabbits with the beagles. 100%. I love I love beagles. I love them. I have for a I long time. Too. They're so I've cool. had some real good ones, too. I really appreciate that. I always have been very impressed by people who 
and, and my husband is like this, we call Matt the dog whisperer, like people who have like an affinity to train animals in a way that is just like, I just can't, like, all I want to do is cuddle them. And I'm like, Oh, you're so cute. Here's treats. <laughs> like, you know, the blah. and like, just be the people who can, who can create the mutual respect that they crave as a species, you know, like they crave an alpha and they crave like this sort of like structure and this pack and whatever. And, you know, Matt knows all the philosophy about that and stuff, which is why our dogs are so good. They're not because of me. <laughs> They're because he actually our dogs that, are great. That every time touch. you, every time you go to see your dogs, they're happy to see you. That's exactly. Yeah. People aren't that way always, but your dog's always going to wag his tail at you. So I want like 30 Bernie's mountain dogs. You think that's overkill? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe too many. Maybe. maybe. Got five. I'm fixed to have a litter, I hope, about mid-August. Oh baby nickels. Do you have to do the thing where you like bottle feed them and stuff? Oh, uh, no, no. I I have a beautiful little female dog out here that uh, I hope can raise them. We're going to yes. see. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, you are busy between CrossFit and the Beagles and trying to deal with all your fame and celebrity. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot to take on. And write a story every once in a while. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I started writing those uh, posts on Facebook several years ago, and uh, it's nothing, no rhyme or reason for it. Um, John's quick and can do this stuff all the time, but I may go two or three weeks and not have a thought about anything. And then all of a sudden I get a something jumps in my head and I can sit down in three minutes. I can write a pretty good uh, post. So. Well, yeah, that's where he gets different. it from. Of course. <laughs> Everybody's my wife's an excellent uh, writer. She's from Tampa, Florida. And uh, this other interesting thing, her, I believe her high school class had, our senior class had seven or 800 people in it and a uh, pretty good size. Mine had 16, my senior class. We had a, I grew up in a little town called Blue Mountain and we have a women's college there, but the high school is really small. Um, so, uh, poor as we were when I was little, I get telling my wife about the things like the, dying when I was six months old, not having any money and really poor. And she's always managed to tell me that we were the kind of families I used to take fruit baskets to at Christmas time. So oh. uh, we're, <laughs> we're better than that now. So anything else you want to know about me, Nikki, anything at all? I'll tell know. you like embarrassing stories. Is you have like I, a favorite embarrassing John story? No, there's nothing embarrassing. I, about I came in one day, he was about 12 and a half years old <laughs> and his birthday. And I had gone down to the local music store and I bought a used Yamaha, uh, acoustic guitar. And he had never asked for one, didn't have a thought, but now my daddy could play and, uh, my brother could play and sang beautifully. So I brought the guitar home for John for his birthday, and he looked at that thing like it was, what in the world have you done? Why are you giving me this? And I said, well, I don't know whether you would want to play or not, but uh, his family can play. I couldn't. I played baseball. But uh, if you get ready for a lesson, just tell me, and we'll do them. And three months later, he came in and wanted to take lessons, and we found a guy down at the local church that can teach him to play a little guitar. And uh, it didn't last long. He wanted a better one. And so we got a music guy to start teaching him. 
and he got pretty serious about it. And I suspect, I don't know how much y'all have heard him play, but I suspect you'll notice he's really good, mm-hmm. uh, really good. Uh, so I'm proud of him for that. That's a hobby that he has that will, uh, he'd come in high school, come in this room. I'd bought him a Telecaster or Stratocaster. I can't remember which. And he'd close the door over there and he'd be frustrated over something. And he would blow the walls off this room on that electric guitar. And then in a little while, he'd come out and go out and shoot basketball. So he used it as a, uh, uh, calming down tool where now he probably uses CrossFit for that, but I use alcohol now. Alcohol, alcohol yeah. <laughs> well, you may have back then. I still had that bowling wall over here. I remember. I actually, I still have the the acoustic guitar. I took it apart this week. It was, it's up, it's hanging upstairs in my bedroom. So all my other guitars are in the room I'm in right now. Um, but that that acoustic guitar I still have, and it was hanging on the wall. And I was looking at it. I'm like, it needs to be clean. I need to change the strings. I took it completely apart. Pulled the nut out. Pulled everything out. You know. Sand it what needed to be sanded, dust what needed to be dusted. That thing plays great. And it's See, I always thought, I always Sounds thought great. it's one of the prettiest sounding guitars I've ever heard. Uh, I loved it. I loved it the first day and I love to hear you playing playing it. Yeah, it still sounds great. I mean it's you know, it's I don't know if on the wall behind him on the wall behind him right now is about fifteen more guitars. Yeah, we were right. looking at a minute ago. So he's, oh. he now has more than one. Well, but it all you, started with that one acoustic that guitar one, that you brought home for him. What he's not telling in the story, Nikki, is what I'd asked for was an Atari 2600, and he right. screwed me and didn't get it for me. <laughs> he got me a guitar when I wanted an Atari 2600, which was a much better gift. Instead, he got mm-hmm. me a damn guitar. But, but look. Nobody's he ever. Ended, he, ended up, he ended up playing in junior college for a country western band. He hates country music or did back then. And uh, played there, and then he went on to Nashville to Belmont College uh, to be a music major, and was, and played a lot up there. Uh, cost me a fortune. I got a call from him one day. This is true, absolute truth. Phone rang, and I answered. I said, hello. He said, I'm dropping out of college. I am wasting your money. And so I'm leaving. And I promise you, I said, who is this? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He's thinking he's wasting my money. Uh, so that was, that's a true story. I still remember that. But he played guitar in Nashville a lot. Uh, and had a lot of friends that were really good ones up there. They're all still there. They're all still much better than me. But <laughs> <laughs> but they can't meme anywhere near as well as I can. So and nor can you pretty good at it. So there's that. Yes. They also can't do muscle ups, so take that, rich and famous guys. That's I'm surprised. I'm Did surprised some of these. I'm surprised some of these really good athletes hadn't wanted to kick your tail from all. Oh, the they have. You- yeah, they have. <laughs> oh, they have. Don't, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that happens. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah they doesn't, doesn't have. Um, he's not enemy free. Ah, <laughs> uh, bet that's true. Very true. Yeah. They all like those me. Those people don't know the real you. They, they just don't like the memes. They all like me. They all like <laughs> me. They, they, all, they all like me enough to know that, you know, they want to stay on my good side, but, you know, they also know they could rip my arms off at any given moment. So oh, it kind of evens out, really. That's you know? very true. It all evens mm-hmm. out. Yep, you guys, this has been 
So much fun. I feel like so lucky that I had a chance to chat with you, Roy, and finally meet you after all this time. It's- well, you need to come down south and visit. I know. Oh, wouldn't that be so much fun? We'll run the beagles. You, Matt, always, you, and you Matt always can do dog whispery things together. Here's what we need. Here's what we need to do, Nikki. Once all this CrossFit hubbub works out at some point, there's going to be an event in Cookville at some point. Some event, right. we know we will. I'll make my sister toss him in a car, bring him up to a CrossFit event. He can be famous in front of other CrossFitters and you guys can meet there. How, uh, how far from Cookville are you guys? Uh, they're probably five hours. Five that hours. Probably. Yeah, it's not very far at all. It's just out of Nashville. Yep. It's about, we're about four hours, a little less maybe even than Nashville. Uh, it's a plan, but, man. It is a total plan. You and the senior bet would get along real well. Yep. <laughs> He's great. I would, I would enjoy meeting. We'll sure. give him a microphone. He could be the sideline reporter. He could just interview people. Ooh, the thing is, I think I don't know the name of any. Me, so I don't, I don't really learn the it. names of everything. I don't know the names of anything. You should do some research, but maybe don't, because I, like I said, I think you'd be better at it than I am, and I just don't really want to hand that off to you just yet. <laughs> if you could I not. go on. What is it, Sugar Wad? I go on Sugar Wad, and they list what we're doing today or tomorrow for the workout of the day. And I don't recognize any of the uh, letters that are beside them. So on Sugarwood, I can go to the YouTube videos and I have to go look and see what they are. And they don't have them all on there, by the way. So, well, get on it, Sugarwood. Come on now. That's yes. what I think. They do better for the roar. Well, hey, anything else you want to know? You may know more than you want to. Yeah, no, I, think I, that's think... All, I think that's all she needs to know. <laughs> I think that's all we have time for tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I yes. thoroughly enjoyed it. I know. Every time he said, well, you know what John used to do in this room? I'm like, okay, what am I editing out? <laughs> what, what am I cutting? What am I about to have to cut? Too bad. <laughs> I don't even want to know that. All right. Me yep. either. Yep. <laughs> I was a good Christian boy. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Dad, thanks for being on. Yeah. I will, uh, I'm going to pack the girls up and we're going to make a road trip and come and see you guys very, very soon. Within the next, right. Maybe even the next few days. depending on how quickly I can get time off. Right. Yeah. And, I'll cook uh, breakfast. There you go. And Nikki, you and I will be probably podcasting all week. So I'm going to talk to you a lot. Yes, please. Lots of stuff going on in the CrossFit world. So uh, everyone uh, listening, we appreciate you guys tuning in and we will chat with you later.